Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast. I'm back again with my co-host, Ron Regenstreich, who is also the founder of Q4 Impact, and my name is Susan Kunselman. Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be talking about perspective. And the first part of the conversation we'll tackle is what we've entitled the perspective predicament. And the next week, we'll hope you'll tune in because it will be the perspective prescription. So Ron, I'm glad to be here with you today. Well, Susan, we may step on some toes perhaps uh, today, but I'm wearing very light shoes, so I think we'll be gentle. I like that. I actually think that's part of our goal. We do want to stir the pot a little bit because our goal is to challenge our listeners to consider what they may be allowing to shape their perspectives. And it's important because we know that it's our perspectives that largely influence our decisions and our experiences. I'm just thinking as you're talking that this word perspective mm-hmm. is probably it's not new to me but it's it's mm-hmm. probably gone back maybe 20 years 25 years before that i don't know that i would have used the word and so i i'm not sure how familiar our audience is but yeah our perspective of life our perspective mm-hmm. of how you know, we're measuring things or valuing things. And I, that's what we're talking about. There, There is, we we all have a perspective, whether we realize it or not. And yes. we, we place values on certain things and less value on other things. So, And I think you've actually defined it for yourself, right? Have you come up with your own definition of perspective? Yeah, I, I have, and uh, I don't know that it'll get used in any of the main dictionaries. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's being able to determine the proper level of importance and maintain objective relevance to what is appealing or what's complicated. And so that's a long definition, but. It's- a long definition and and what stood out to me as you said it is there's a challenge in that definition because there is so much in our lives that is appealing and that is complicated so it comes down to prioritizing those things with the objective relevance that you used in your definition and that supports our name of our podcast the predicament <laughs> A predicament. Well, here's one for you, Susan. This is a new one for me. So uh, turning back the clock 15 years ago or so, I became, I was a pretty decent golfer. And uh, I might, my, uh, I was about a 10 handicap, maybe even a little lower, nine and a half. And so I'd shoot in the eighties and sometimes the high seventies. And, and then I got to the point in my life where I just decided I was no longer going to play. I would play maybe 30 to 40 times a year. And then for the next number of years, I played maybe once or twice a year and some years not at all. And so recently I've been going to a lot of charity events where I'm having the golf and quite frankly, pretty embarrassing 
when you just can't hit the ball anywhere near where you want to hit the ball. And so finally I said, I'm going to take a lesson and took a couple lessons and I had to get back to at least being, you know, reasonable. And so about a week ago I went out and I had one of those rounds where everything was going well, you know, just making long putts and hitting great shots, getting good bounces. And I shot an 80. So here comes the challenge now. Okay. How am I going to react to this new, this refound pleasure of golf? You know, there's a part of me that says, all right, well now let's go play all the time and, you know, do a lot of lessons and maybe I could get into this low seventies and I have to try to mm. have to determine where is the fit and yeah. how much space does this activity take? Yes. I like the example because it's causing you, even in that scenario, it's causing you to place a value on your golf game and your time being spent that way and evaluate um how much you want it to be a part of your life. And that's where perspective comes in because we need to know what's shaping our perspective because that's going to determine the answers to valuing and assessing those experiences. Would you agree with that? The connection I'm making? There's a lot of forces involved. You know, there's the, there's the emotion of the, the pleasure of playing golf well is a lot of fun and yeah. those of you that you know golf whether it's golfing or fishing i have friends who love to fish or whether it's you know waxing your car or, you know travel there's there's so many things that would impact the decisions we're making about our time yes. our emotions you know, I think I've told this story. How many of us, you go to Hawaii for the first time, it would be interesting to do a survey. How many people have sat in one of those timeshare things in, on their first trip to Hawaii and you're so tempted to want to, you know, have a timeshare because it's so emotional. And, and there's the element of, you know, of our selfish tendency. We like comfort. We like pleasure. We love the beauty of the world. There's so much beauty around us. So there's hiking and biking and jogging and fishing and hunting and golfing and tennis. And, you know, it's just, yeah. there's so much that's, that's attractive about our world. And we, ha we have to, well, we don't have to do anything, but... We, I think it's really healthy for us to evaluate how am I living my life? What am I, what are my guardrails? What are, what are my, uh, what are my values of how, how do I do this? How do I juggle all of these things? And what, what is going to provide that objective relevance? It makes me think of some of the things you shared in your blog of slogans that you hear people say that it's all about family or it's all about the grandkids. And I love your response is no, it, it isn't. Those things are important, but there are also many other things that are equally important. So what I hear you bringing forth is really a call to evaluation and analysis. 
and identifying that guardrail. I like the word you use there. It's, uh, I, I'd have to say many people don't take the time to think through, you know, how they're making choices and how they're determining what consumes their time. And it, it is hard, you know, there's, there's so many hobbies and there's entertainment everywhere. There's beauty everywhere. There's art, there's music, there's reading, there's history. There's, you know, it's just, there's so much that is at our fingertips and that makes it perhaps as hard as it's ever been to try to say, you know, God can get squeezed out or he could, he could be put in a small position in our lives if we were to look and, and analyze where are our affections, you know, what, what, and it's, it's what we're doing. It's what we're spending time at. You say, well, I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul. And if you don't have a prayer life and you go to church once a month, you could say whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. but it's not accurate. You know, what, what your real value is, well, you know, you're spending 10 minutes at prayer and 10 hours at something else. That 10-hour activity is a higher priority for you than the 10 minute activity, no matter what you say. Right. So it's some of what we're talking about is these kinds of things that the, the culture or the surroundings, I'd say it's almost once a week where someone will say to me, well, you know, Ron, it's all about the grandkids or it's all about family. And I always say the same thing, you know, actually it's not, it's not all about that. So, but it's important. And so it deserves a percent, a piece of my life, no question about it. And for some, that piece is bigger than for others. Mm -hmm. And I think I do want to emphasize there's no right answer here. There's no <laughs> thou shalt only play golf once a week or thou shalt spend no more than an hour with your grandkids. It, it's all dependent on you know, who they are, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in your lives, and that's between you and God. Mm -hmm. But I think it does deserve the the time to really honestly assess, Lord, here's my thought about golf, and how do I, and pray, Lord, is this, is it okay that I'm playing five days a week? Is this some mm -hmm. good use, like, biblically, like, how? How does that fit theologically or, and to say either it is or it isn't, and then to decide what's really important in your life. Yeah. It's a good challenge. I'd like to turn the tables a little bit because in preparing for this, there's an example you shared of your own life. And I don't want those listening to think we're just saying you, 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 we're learning as we discuss and explore, and we need to evaluate and are evaluating our own perspectives because there are so many influences that shape them. So will you share that story on yourself, even though it might be a little embarrassing? Well, I think part of your job as the co-host is to make sure that all of my embarrassing things <laughs> in my life get, you know, are made public. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll have my turn. <laughs> 
I'm really glad to, because I really want our listeners to recognize we're not coming across here as, as being some experts at this or, you know, we're, if, if we had to be perfect and master all of the things we're talking about, there wouldn't be very many podcasts, if any. <laughs> True. So we're processing, I'm processing these things. I'm failing at things that I'm talking about and recognizing that, oh, wow, I think I'm, I think I went a little overboard here. And so I'm a practical guy. So, and, and so I tend to be fairly organized. So I go through this stuff with clothing. You know, I, I like clothing. I really do. And I've had to, to watch myself because I can find myself in a men's store, you know, buying shirts or pants and coming home. And I mean, I've counted my shirts. I've actually counted my shirts. I've counted my pants. I've counted my socks and I've counted my shoes. <laughs> All four of them. And after I get done counting them, I think about, is it ever right that I have 40 shirts, you know, or whatever the number is? And, and at times I go, you know, that's not all right. Like, why would I don't wear half of them? So why do I have them? Mm -hmm. And, and why, if I have so many, do I continue to want to go to the store and buy another one? And so I've come up with compromises that work for me, you know, as something simple like if I decide to get a new shirt, then one has to get out of my closet. I bring one home, something has to get given away. And then I come to a place where I say, okay, that's it. I'm not going to get, I have enough clothes. I have enough shirts. I'm not buying another shirt. And, and maybe that'll last for six months or three months and then, you know, go through this up and down process and and but it's a funny thing it's a silly thing but it's a good example of of effort, of all of these decisions that face us the vacations the times we eat out the television that we're watching the amount of service that we're doing how much giving are we how much of our income are we giving and how much are we keeping? How much are we saving? All of these things need to be considered because they represent what truly is our perspective. Yes. And so if I'm giving, you know, 1% of my income, I, I don't think I, it's fair that I would think that I'm a generous man. It doesn't match up you know, with what generous really should look like. So, so uh, it's important. And otherwise we we're getting swept up in the winds of, of what's happening around us and the winds of our neighbors and the winds of our emotions and our pleasures. And I don't want to be, I don't want those things to dictate the decisions I make and the way I live my life. Right. That example touches on motivations. And so often in our conversation, we come back to heart issues. But, you know, to use your example, you know, is it because 
you are, I mean, I'm, I know this is not true about you, but sometimes we acquire things to keep up with the Joneses, or we um, just maybe had a lack when we were young and we feel like we never want to have a lack again. There are things that shape our perspectives. And unless we are evaluating and analyzing and letting the Lord search our heart, and this is where I want to bring in, um, and this is going to tee up our conversation for next week, but the things that you're touching on are we need that guardrail. And our prescription, and I'll, I'll kind of get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but it starts with scripture and there's so much more to it, but we need to have something that is objective, that is going to shape what our perspective is on all of the pleasures and the leisure and the comfort and the things that we naturally will be drawn to. We really do. We really, really, really do. It's, it's. The wind is blowing forcefully and the rains and the influences and the advertising and the messaging of, of just being sold all the time. We're being sold something. Yes. And if, we, if we're just making decisions based on these influences that we just listed, then you know we're going to become like everyone else, or you know what's our? Could we say we're we're really followers of Jesus, disciples? And a disciple, the meaning of a disciple is a disciplined follower of Jesus. So if the culture and the advertising and the messaging is encouraging us to do something that's in opposition to what Scripture is saying. Do we want to allow ourselves to be influenced by those forces? And of course, you and I would say, no, we don't. And yet it is so subtle in the way that it can happen. And so it does require an, a true knowledge of the word. But I'm going to stop myself because I'm so tempted to get into our next conversation. And so I think maybe this is the, the right place to put a comma and end the predicament conversation by just encouraging those that have listened today to evaluate what is shaping your own perspectives. If it is something other than the Word of God, what is that substitution? And how can you begin to know what is shaping your perspectives to bring it back in alignment with God's Word? Do you have any final thoughts, Ron, before I wrap us up? Well, I'd better exercise self-control, Susan. I think this is a good place to put a comma and we'll uh, go to the next, uh, the next step next week. That sounds great. So as we've said, next week's topic is the, per if I can't even say it, help me get it out. It's the perspective prescription. These are too much, too much alliteration for my poor aging tongue. <laughs> But what we are looking forward to talking about next week is how the right perspective, an accurate perspective, can actually prepare us to face any circumstance that we may find ourselves in and to do it in such a way that we bring God glory. And that is the goal. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. 
please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.